Perhaps one of the most interesting concepts in all of neuroscience is the idea of memory consolidation and memory reconsolidation. Memory in and of itself is an interesting idea because it is a description of the way that our experiences are stored in our brain and by which we are able to access those experiences and access the concepts and the context of those experiences and make it applicable to our current lives. So the idea of memory consolidation is very distinct from the idea of memory reconsolidation and it's very important to understand uh, the difference between those two concepts and so I'm going to take a moment to investigate some of the key distinguishing features of memory consolidation versus memory reconsolidation. So the way that a memory gets created is fairly straightforward on a conceptual basis. Uh, information is received in the brain from the senses, and, and this information can be obviously visual information or audible information, uh, maybe tactile information, maybe some combination of various types of data from the senses. But the information will be received by the brain in the various cortices uh, that mediate the processing of that specific type of information. And now, at that point, uh, within a few seconds or even potentially less, uh, data becomes uh, a part of the working memory. Now, the working memory is a very short-term memory. In fact, short-term memory is kind of the, uh, the um, other name of the working memory, even though short-term memory is kind of a, a bit of a misnomer. Uh, this, the, the working memory uh, is short in, in that the total time span of it is, is typically no more than a handful of minutes. And, and you can kind of experience this uh, by doing something uh, like receiving a phone number from someone. You know, you can uh, receive a phone number from an individual and you can repeat it to yourself five or six times and remember it for, you know, long enough to go write it down in your office or something of that nature. But within an hour or two or three, it's going to be much more difficult to retrieve that information and bring it back from memory. So this idea that uh, working memory is short-term memory is, is fairly accurate, although it's not comprehensive. But nonetheless, uh, memory needs to be uh, solidified in the brain in order for it to in order for it to stay there, in order for it to be able to be retrieved uh, later on in time, uh, you know, after hours or perhaps days or weeks or months have gone by. Dr. Yadin Dudai of the Wiseman Institute of Science Department of Neurobiology describes consolidation as being the progressive post-acquisition stabilization of long-term memory. He says that the term consolidation is commonly used to refer to two types of processes, uh, one of those being synaptic consolidation, which he describes as being a short-term uh, process that occurs within the first minutes to hours after learning. The other, which is system consolidation, uh, takes much longer, and he says that it is the process by which memories that are initially dependent on the hippocampus undergo a reorganization uh, whereby they become independent of the hippocampus. It is important to understand that a memory is not said to have been consolidated until it actually reaches the long-term memory. So something that is in the working memory uh, is technically not yet consolidated. And so uh, to be very specific, the consolidation is the process by which a working memory uh, gets integrated uh, into a long-term memory. So the idea of memory consolidation has been around for over 100 years and was initially proposed by two German researchers named Müller and Pilsecker. Uh, and these two researchers kind of discovered that uh, this, this concept that memory takes uh, an amount of time to fixate or 
undergo an integration process by which it is stored. So they kind of discovered that uh, new information learned could actually disrupt information previously learned if the original information had not had time uh, to be integrated into the long-term memory. So this idea kind of suggested that new memories are actually fragile, uh, but as, as time continues to pass, they become more solidified. So as with all other processes in the brain, uh, memory consolidation is mediated by biochemical processes at uh, the neurological synapse. And of course, the synapse is the, uh, the, the various areas in the brain where the axon of one neuron is interacting with the dendrites of other neurons. And so this, this, this massive network of neurons in the brain is how the brain uh, communicates with itself and how specific regions of the brain uh, communicate with one another. Now, specifically, there is an uh, idea in neuroscience called long-term potentiation that can be thought of as the prolonged or continued strengthening of synaptic transmission. So the idea of long-term potentiation is thought to underlie uh, memory formation because this idea of long-term potentiation does suggest that uh, synaptic activity can increase in strength and actually does increase in strength over time uh, when it is used frequently. Uh, this may explain why memories that are recalled more frequently uh, have the ability to be recalled uh, more easily with each consecutive recall. Now, once a memory is stored into the long-term memory via system consolidation, uh, one may wonder, uh, you know, how solid or, or, or actually how static that memory really is uh, when it is actually uh, submitted to the long-term memory. And that kind of brings up this idea of reconsolidation, which is the process by which a memory is retrieved and then put back into the long-term memory. Now, uh, without otherwise evidence, one might assume that a memory uh, is not changed or that a memory continues to be static and, and continues to return to the long-term memory in the same form that was originally placed there. But as it turns out, this model of reconsolidation actually describes that that is not the case. Uh, this idea of reconsolidation suggests that actually memories can be edited. And, 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 and this editing process is um, a very fluidic and dynamic process uh, that has a lot to do with the context in which the memory is being retrieved. So memory reconsolidation does serve to strengthen and maintain uh, memories that are already stored in the long-term memory, but it also serves to actually modify memories that are in the long-term memory. Uh, so the idea of reconsolidation does suggest that uh, when a memory is retrieved uh, from the long-term memory, it can undergo a labile phase, and, and actually does undergo a labile phase uh, in which it can be kind of edited or changed or shifted to fit the context of the current situation in which it's being retrieved. Uh, in order for that memory to maintain stability, it needs to be uh, solidified again and, and again put back into the long-term memory and that is the idea of reconsolidation. Now the implications of reconsolidation are fairly strong in that they suggest that uh, if a memory is actually being edited each time that it is retrieved or that if it at least has the possibility to be edited each time it is retrieved, it suggests that you know in the future and with more research we may be able to actually uh, you know kind of manually manipulate uh, the way that memories uh, are recalled in the brain or the context in which the memories are recalled in the brain. Uh, this is specifically true of, say, individuals that maybe are experiencing post-traumatic stress disorder uh, or have some kind of traumatic experience in their past that is causing them to um, inadvertently and perhaps, uh, you know, 
not of their own volition, recall a memory that is very traumatic to them and causes them to undergo some kind of adverse emotional event. If it is possible at some point in the future to edit the context of a memory and the way that a memory is understood, uh, it is possible that we may be able to uh, change the way that people perceive memories and, and, and then uh, you know, place these memories back into the long-term memory, reconsolidate them with changes, and uh, you know, help these people to uh, not experience the same kind of traumatic memories uh, again and again. Uh, it is true that you know PTSD is commonly connected with you know more severe psychological disorders, including you know uh, major depressive disorder, and even sometimes suicidal ideation. And so there are strong implications here, and that if a memory truly can be edited, and if we do reach a point where a memory can be manipulated uh, by exogenous factors, say perhaps drugs or you know other interactions, uh, we may be able to change these memories for individuals who are experiencing uh, adverse emotions from the fact of retrieving them. So kind of to recap, the process of consolidation is the process by which a memory actually transitions from the short-term memory in the hippocampus uh, into other areas in the neocortex uh, in which it becomes a long-term memory. And, and, and the process of reconsolidation is uh, describing the process by which a memory actually gets retrieved from the long-term memory uh, and then goes through a labile phase where it can be edited or uh, changed based on the context uh, of the current situation in which the memory is being retrieved. And hopefully in the future, uh, based on what we understand now about the labile phase of the reconsolidation process, we'll be able to uh, potentially go in and manually manipulate uh, the way that people experience certain uh, certain memories and the emotions that are connected with those memories. And, and hopefully through that, we'll be able to relieve people perhaps of uh, traumatic emotional memories that have plagued them, uh, perhaps uh, after people have experienced some kind of traumatic event that causes them to undergo a process by which they experience post-traumatic stress disorder or some other psychological adverse event. And hopefully in the future with this uh, manual manipulation uh, of the reconsolidation process, we can relieve people of some of those uh, adverse psychological experiences.